This is Frame of Reference, a podcast where two homeschooling parents unpack our perspectives on varying topics related to parenting, education, and the absolute fuckery of our nation. I'm Takesha, she, hers, and this is Shanice, she, her. And we are back. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, we have a guest with us. We are, um, introduce yourself, guest. Alicia Lucas, she, hers. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, you want to tell us anything else about yourself? Sure. Uh, uh, I live in North Newark. Um, I'm a homeschooling parent of five kids. We've been homeschooling for going on nine years now. And uh, yeah, that's short and sweet of it. <laughs> that's great. Welcome. Um, so we... Um, I think we have a little bit of a topic plan that I'm going to let Shanice introduce, but we normally do like what's going on or what's happening. Um, I feel like we do that a lot of debriefing before we hit record. So um, Shanice, you want to start with anything that's going on with you or do you want me to start? Um, Well, I don't know if you could hear (laughs) the muffled screaming that is happy screaming in the background so it's officially pool season here so that's been happening sounds fun um let's see still not going anywhere not doing anything so yeah that's about it oh, my kids want to go <laughs> my kids want to go to the park so bad but we got a basketball hoop so i guess it feels like they're going to we the were going to the park so we were going um a couple of times a week to go bike riding. Like we don't have to go bike riding at the park, but car driving here is strange. Like sometimes it's fine, sometimes it's not. And like only half of the town has sidewalks. Yeah, it's weird by your house. So <laughs> we could ride bikes just around. Uh, we try not to. Mm-hmm. So I was taking the kids to the park. Um, and having them, like, letting them ride, um, they can ride just around the park in general, but specifically so they didn't have to interact with anybody or come across mm-hmm. anybody. We were using, um, two empty parking lots because part of the, half of the parking shut down at mm-hmm. our parks was to give people more walking space. Didn't really work out that way, but... Mm-hmm. Um, we were using the empty parking lots to ride bikes, but now I think that ship has sailed since New Jersey has started opening things back up. I think the parks yeah. are opening back up to a uh, full capacity. But yeah, that was fun while it lasted. Yeah, we didn't even get to do that, so I'm gonna have to figure out how to take my kids out bike riding. And we only we don't have enough bikes for every kid, and two can't ride bikes, so we have to figure that out too. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, here we've been um, not going anywhere. Um, last weekend, we had a good friend of mine do a drive-by, and we stayed outside six feet apart, and we talked, and the only reason we did that was because we both knew that we were all sheltering in place, and my sister came by and spent time with us also. She's been quarantining herself and all that, like, this whole time, so... That was the only reason. And, and yesterday, too, we had another friend who we knew had been quarantining. It was like, I'm doing a drive-by. We <laughs> sat out in the front with our chairs six feet apart and just talked. But that's like the most activity we've had since March 12th. 
Yeah, my sister I came to the grocery store. Oh, yeah, we're not even doing Thursday. Yeah, Friday. <laughs> I'm trying to, the days all run together. Uh, today is Sunday, June 14th. So, <laughs> um, Friday, I went to the grocery store for the first time since early March. Oh, oh that's uh, I've been going. I didn't been until after I was back. Because <laughs> he don't like you going to the right. <laughs> so he's been doing all of that. Um, but he's been working the whole time. Um, and prior to that, he was commuting. He was taking the bus, not getting on the buses anymore. So he's driving. Mm. And where we are, the traffic usually adds an extra hour and a half to two hours to his commute if he's driving. Um, and leading up to this week, it had been fine since everybody was home or enough people were at home that the roads were pretty much clear. Mm -hmm. He was still getting home at a decent time. This week, things have been getting back to normal. Whatever um, that and is. And I was like, I'm not waiting till like nine o'clock at night so you could get, get back to this part of New Jersey and then yeah. go to the grocery store. And um, you don't, I mean, aren't the grocery stores closed by then? Or are they, are they back to their normal 10 o'clock or whatever? Um... I know at least this one of the stop and shops here is open mm -hmm. until 10 yeah. um, and some other things, but yeah. yeah. We, we did local shopping for a little while because we weren't able to get, we don't, we don't have a car, which we're actually going to get one by the end of the summer. So that's a, cause we were like, listen, maybe sooner than that, at least we could drive, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so it's time to get a vehicle, but so we would just go to our local market our local grocery store and um then finally instacart was back up and running. i mm -hmm. do not go out we've been getting our stuff delivered so it's been a while it's been like a good i don't know yeah month we've been and a half since um but it was getting to the point that we knew that the stores had things that we were needing but by the time we would get our delivery, they'd be sold out. So right. like, okay. I haven't been able, luckily things like rubbing alcohol and peroxide and stuff, we already had a decent stock of in the house just in mm. general, because mm. my children play the way they play. <laughs> I need more rubbing alcohol. Um, so we had just started actually getting to the very end of our stock. Mm -hmm. um, and our town, every morning people were posting about places that had things like disinfectant wipes or alcohol and by the time mm. we would get our order they would have they would be sold out yeah. so that was actually what sent me to the store friday somebody was like oh this pharmacy this local pharmacy on this random side street was fully stocked with these things and i was like oh well i'm going right now <laughs> right yeah, right I've been, now <laughs> i've been going grocery shopping this whole time um i find it stressful because you know, in general, but I go when my husband's home because he's working from home and we go, well, I don't know how this recommendation to shop every two weeks has been sustaining people with big families, especially when there's a limit of two. I can't buy the five loaves of bread that two weeks <laughs> last us two weeks or whatever. So yeah. I've been having to go a lot and he'll go to like Costco. And so, cause I'm not standing on the Costco line. I tried twice and I'm like, there's no way I'm standing on this line. So I would go and do our shopping for Whole Foods, um, stop and shop, and maybe ShopRite once in a while. I don't even really like ShopRite, but the ShopRite in my town has a lot of organic stuff still on the shelves because I guess the people who shop at ShopRite are like, nah, that's too expensive. <laughs> I'm not buying that stuff. 
so there there would be like the straight things that I need but it's getting a little better like I, I went to Whole Foods yesterday which is on a Saturday and it was like I didn't have to wait on any line I mean I saw a line when I first got there but I sat in my car and finished listening to a podcast and sending an email and then by the time I got out I was like oh there's nobody here and I could just walk right in so that was nice right. on a Saturday so I guess things are getting I don't I don't know what normal is but back to something that looks like normal well for the next couple yeah. weeks at least <laughs> oh yeah New York yeah, turn on its head New York was like yeah. all ablaze I saw a lot of people in LES a lot of transplants aka gentrifiers out like mm-hmm. it was mardi gras and i'm like oh great spread it to like the old people in les mm-hmm. that's awesome so yeah. yeah yeah my sister my niece came my son celebrated her birthday last weekend and i like you said like they have they've been sheltered and my sister was working a little bit she's a lactation consultant so she sees babies of a pediatrician but they have all the ppe and all that other mm-hmm. stuff um so her and my niece were home most of the time aside from um grocery shopping and the, the stipulation was i had to go and get her so mm-hmm. i drove all the way to harlem and i picked them up and they stayed from friday to, to monday so that was nice so my kids got to bring it up they were all sad to see them go my niece was mm-hmm. hugging her bed when she got back home because we we're an intense <laughs> family dynamic as I yell at my kids this morning to stop knocking on my door and leave me alone so I get it um but yeah so that was nice to have them here we did a virtual lego party for the kids um and I baked um if you listen to our last episode I talked about how I um was on my fruit and well not fruit uh juicing slash um what's it called fasting whatever whatever so I ended that to a birthday cake (laughs) well I didn't have I mean I tried to stay away from dairy until for the 14 days so I had cake the day after everybody else but it was really good um but anyway I'm supposed to be staying away from that kind of stuff but yeah so it was fun we had a it's time so now my kids have a basketball hoop um I'm trying to grow some plants in the back here some herbs Mm. see how that goes I do not have a green thumb so I'm hoping that Mother Nature does most of the work once I put them in the ground. Right. Hope there's some good rain and sun ratio. Yep. And oh, soil. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, so wait, there's big news. I forgot. Totally forgot to mention. My my husband's brother, my brother-in-law, and his wife just had their baby girl, oh, Annika Charlotte. Oh. She was a little nugget. She was born. She was born full term but she was just teeny tiny she's like mm-hmm. five pounds four ounces wow a little 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 thing and mm-hmm. we're so excited i we're we're bummed because my my plan was they live in astoria my plan had been as soon as i found out was like packing a bag and they were they of course i asked permission i was just gonna go over there and be like i'm not here for you to like entertain me but i was gonna like do laundry for them, Aww. cook a few meals, That's and make awesome. sure they had time for their baby. And now. Uh, with COVID, yeah. if if we had a car, I could do that, but we don't. So yeah. I'm not going to check the I think because a friend of ours had a baby a couple of weeks ago, and I was trying to say to to her, explain to her, she was a little, she was cute. She when I was first asking her how she was, she was like, "Oh, I'm a little bit sore, but I'm sure that'll go away soon." This was like. <laughs> maybe four or five days after she had the baby. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you're so cute. No, you're not. <laughs> That's not going away anytime soon. Um, 
but she was saying, you know, it's sad that, you know, your family can't come visit. And I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, on the one hand, it's sad that, you know, people can't come see who would mm -hmm. actually be helpful to you. On the other hand, be the ones extremely that thankful that you can have people in your house and trying to take over your baby. Mm -hmm. right, right right oh that's what so, so yeah, look for the good look for the good that's funny we have a ba new baby in our family too my brother-in-law um they had a baby and in april which was stressful for me because you know black maternal health issues and stuff like that especially in new jersey i'm like let her and she had her baby at saint barnabas so i was like please let her and you know they do the testing and stuff so she came out um negative for COVID or whatever but i dropped off a care package to her and i was my intention was just to drop it off and be like i don't I don't do the baby touching of newborns on a good day, which is mm -hmm. why my kids don't need to be a wreck. Cause my kids love babies. But yeah, we were talking about that. I was like, yeah, it's kind of a problem. But it's, it, it sucks that people can't like cook, like, and really like bring new stuff or whatever. But right. yeah, I'm all for like, yeah. Cause people be wanting to hug over your babies and then they want to take your baby and be like, Oh, now you can rest or now you can wash dishes. No. You give me my baby and you wash my dishes. That, that was my <laughs> whole plan. I'm like, I'm here to wash the dishes. Yeah. I'll, I'll get the laundry from downstairs in the laundry room. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do for them. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're hanging in there. They're both teachers, so they've been working. But, you know, and now it kind of timed up perfectly. So now mm -hmm. she's got all this time to be with the baby without worrying about... Um, because she's not working because she's a teacher mm -hmm. yeah so it timed up perfectly and they're, they're happy we, we zoom them um sean and i intend to i'll probably do it after i get off here is send them like an email kind of gift certificate for like grubhub so they could at least mm -hmm. order food they don't have to cook all the time yeah um, yeah i do say i'm always like okay now's a good time now should be the best incentive to make sure you're breastfeeding now <laughs> You know. Yeah, she was she was having some trouble, but they're yeah. working on it. You said she's yeah. in Astoria. She's in Astoria. Yep. Well, we have um our chocolate milk cafe meetings. Are... Well, she um so uh sh my brother in law is black. She's not. Okay. <laughs> well, I think there are other groups that are. <laughs> Um, I don't know if Lala Chilig or any of those are doing virtual. I feel like I have seen it, but you know, I mean, she's so. on it. She's on it. She's like very, you know, she's got all these groups lined up. That's good. They made uh, friends virtually, like they through people That's that good. they knew. New parents coming up. Mm -hmm. They're going to do like a nanny share when yeah, the time good. comes, and that's good. I mean, so she's she's on it. She's got her. She's got yeah. her people going so yeah that's great that's it's hard i know yeah it is but yeah she's she but already i've seen her he sends picture he sends pictures to me and sean almost every day oh god she's changing her face is getting fuller so you can Aww. tell that she's she's thriving she's doing well i miss the baby stages she sounds like a cat when she cries <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute it's so cute. Babies. Yeah. I love them. Sean's plotting. He's like, when we get the car, we got the masks. The kids mm -hmm. get the Nerf guns. We'll, sh <laughs> we'll go in Nerf guns blazing and grab Annika for two hours and leave. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> and kidnap the baby. He's dying to see his niece. But, yeah, but that's, that, that's what's, that's really, Sean's working from home. 
-hmm. And so he's taking up some, he's doing some homeschooling because he loves to homeschool. Like when we, when we moved from Florida and he had a chance to do it before he had a job, we split the homeschooling stuff. So he's teaching them. It's been pretty good. Teaching the older kids math and, uh, Yes, yeah, so, and some science stuff. So he's having a good. He's out, he's enjoying it. He's like, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna go back to the office. Uh, I was gonna ask, is his job work? Um, having a do they have a planning place? Because I know my husband, their job is his start, job is starting to talk about planning. I'm like, they, if you're in IT, you should be able to stay home as long as possible. This is when they decide. They don't even know. They're like, they're not. They're not opening up, even when the government even when new york says it's okay for them because they're not a phase they're like a phase two or three opening they're not phase one so they've been working from home this whole time and it's been working and they've they worded it specifically it is volunteer if you want to come back once we open up the office yeah so instead of saying oh volunteer for you to you could voluntarily stay home they say you can voluntarily come back so they're totally fine with people working from home and so that's what it's going to look like for the foreseeable future. Um, they're not really pushing anybody coming back to the office. Yeah, man, I, I keep overhearing my husband and him, the, the, his job, and they're talking about um, what it would look like because they are medical, like they do, they see patients and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they've been he's been talking about like they, everybody like testing like me, te- taking temperatures mm-hmm. and so because for them they need the doctors to be go back into the office to see patients because that's how they right. you know, like make need their money but like for him i'm like it doesn't seem like he's on the list for like any go around or going because i feel like he has two other it guys he could they can go in because they live in the city yeah and he may go in for like emer- like certain c- circumstances but for yeah. most part he doesn't it doesn't seem like he has to go in and yeah, my, on those days he can use our car the car because i'm not going anywhere right. really right my family got really lucky because my sister's law firm too they're mm-hmm. like we're not in any rush to uh have people come in they mm-hmm. even paid the they got everybody that can that needed to work mm-hmm. um um they got them vpn and able to work online yeah they were able to and they they are really kind of well-known law firm so they have a lot of money and even the people that work in their office that couldn't do that that they don't do the Mm -hmm. type of work like mailroom people and stuff like that yeah they pay them they're they have not furloughed them they're paying Uh, them so yeah they've been pretty with when all the protests started they gave them two numbers for the dc office and the new york yeah. Um, office and they were like call these lawyers if you get arrested if you're protesting and, oh, like, and i saw yeah, that and i saw that you said that your husband is got juneteenth off yeah look, it's a corporate holiday that's nice yeah well they have an office in dallas which is basically mm. their call center mm. so and there's a lot of uh black people that work there mm. so i think they were just i think that's where it came from and they were like all right then yeah. that's what that's a first yeah. one of the first steps they had a whole town yeah. home meeting. You, you got to start somewhere with that shit. That's why right. they had a whole town hall meeting and they opened it up. They were like, "We want everybody to come," but it was for all the black people to talk however they want to talk and 
and progressive. <laughs> yeah, it was very progressive. And they, if you go on their, if you go on their website, you look at the leadership. It's very white, mm. but they are they're aware of that. And they're like, we really, mm-hmm. we really need to be inclusive and diversify our leadership. They're yeah. well aware of it, and they're working on it. Well, that, I guess okay. it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. No, oh. and they they've been really on the on the writer side of allyship, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they're, they're on step six as opposed to two. <laughs> right, right. And they've always been like that. Like mm. last, they always do, like they're a young company, but every mm. year that they've been around, they've done pride stuff and not just pride mm. stuff. They, they'll make swag with like pride stuff and you can buy it as mm-hmm. an employee and they match the, the money that you mm. right that you pay for the thing they match that plus they give extra they pick a they pick an organization mm. and they raise money for it this year okay. they're doing i don't know what they're doing but it's supposed to be uh, tr- uh an organization i'm not sure who they chose yeah. but it's an organization that's specifically for transgender people of color okay so cool. so they've yeah. been trying to do the work they realize they have to step their game up though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. <sighs> they need to um, find a blueprint to pass on to some of these other organizations. Starbucks. Mm. <laughs> see, the Starbucks, I, I, I don't drink coffee, but Starbucks to me, I'm like, why are we shocked? like did you when, not remember why we were boycotting Starbucks like a couple of years ago or whatever right? right and the funny thing was at first they were like we're banning our employees from wearing anything black Lives matters but they were trying to sell merch with black Lives matter stuff mm-hmm. on it i was like how does that work sounds about um capitalistic of them yeah or like we like to say sounds about white yeah so yeah but i don't i'm not surprised i wish i could say this is like end times but i'm just like no this Mm -hmm. has always been like this it's just that i think with covid19 it's Mm -hmm. just amplified the whole mess and you got some and people yeah and people able to call it out Uh as it's happening more i see it like for what it is yeah uh it is so um okay shanice uh do you wanna do you have that article or what you sent us up that we can kind of get into our what we call our topic of the day (laughs) um oh yeah well the article actually came up after we had already planned to yeah so a few years ago um for people listening we were doing uh, Takesha was leading the lunch and learns the lunch and learns and we were also doing um group listens and discussions of yeah. the early seasons of um affair of the free child and at one of those possibly a couple of those um we had had a conversation about the intersection of raising free and or liberated children Mm -hmm. um and blackness or in conjunction with their blackness Mm -hmm. um 
and I was curious about where people were now versus where we were then. I think that I've been pretty consistent in that. My um, my perspective has always been as a black person, um, and my children are uh, biracial uh, or multiracial. We're gonna narrow it down to biracial. Um, <laughs> um, and they have some privilege that comes along with that, whereas their identity or their perceived identity is based on whatever parent they happen to be with at the time. Yeah. Um, usually that parent is me as the mm-hmm. stay at home uh, homeschooling parent. But I've noticed um, that at least my younger daughter is starting to have um, younger child, excuse me, um, that's changing a little bit for them when they're with their dad. Um, anyway, but my perspective has always been, even with my younger siblings, you know, as black people, I can't, they, there's nothing that's gonna protect them. There's no amount of respectability or quiet and politeness or anything that's going to protect them. And we've seen that time and time again, right? Mm -hmm. And so my perspective has always been that, you know, I want them and will make space for them to be as free as they want to be or need to be at any given time. And if something were to happen as a result of that, then I know that whatever happened most likely was not going to be preventable in any way. Yeah. Um, And that they will have existed completely as fully as they want it to going into whatever situation that has been. And I've maintained that position. Um, In preparing to have this conversation today, yesterday, I think it was up a few days before, but it came across my feed yesterday. um, A post that was going around about i'm trying to pull it up specifically um with meme that was or uh, i guess it came originally from twitter posts about um taking issues with the word wild as it pertains to um a section of the homeschooling community that identifies themselves as wild and free mm-hmm. um and you know we hear we hear the classic things that we hear about a lot of different types of parenting as it becomes to blackness well i cannot do that because you know it's dangerous for my children to be perceived as wild or I'm trying to think what else you were saying sorry what else she was saying specifically um she was saying she doesn't identify that with that, particularly because she doesn't feel like it's safe for her children to be identified as wild. And it was, at least where I saw it initially, there were quite a few responses on Instagram. Um, I never looked at the Twitter. I don't have Twitter, don't plan to get Twitter, I'm not engaging on Twitter um, with anyone for any reason, <laughs> not interested. Um, so hard to navigate for me. <laughs> But at least where I saw it on Instagram, it was posted by another uh, black homeschool mom and blogger. And there was quite a bit of conversation there. The majority of it was being had by um, 
other black and brown and bi POC homeschoolers and parents. Mm-hmm. I saw that same um, series of tweets on Facebook after I had sent it to you all in preparation for today's conversation. And the majority, and that had been posted by a white homeschool blogger mm-hmm. um, just saying, you know, like this is a perspective I never thought about and I'm sharing it here for you all to take in consideration because wild and free, I think over, it's been around for a long time, at least as long as I've been homeschooling. I think it just became very popular in a more um, viral sense yeah. in the last few years. Um, with the rise of like a thousand hours outside and all of that, like return Mm -hmm. to nature talk. Um, But so when I saw it on Facebook last night posted by this white woman um, who was again, trying to be supportive, um, all of the comments that I saw there were from other white homeschooling parents. And so I think that that is a, A different set of issues um, and we can circle back to that at the end but I did want to bring it up so I didn't forget to touch on that um, after we finish our conversation were the white people did they have brown children was it a mixture of any of those I don't like I didn't okay. get that deep into it I didn't click on any pictures I started to respond to something and I was like yeah <laughs> I don't have the amount of wine at my ready that I need to engage because if I start engaging with this, it's going to be a long-term engagement for the next couple Mm. of hours. So I don't, I don't have all of the tools at my disposal Mm -hmm. right now to settle into this. Um, But a lot of it was like, Oh, well, she can't speak to all black people and like uh, things like this. Like, Oh, his mom doesn't get to make generalizations. Like you don't get to speak on behalf of me. Period. Like, I don't agree with this mom's, I understand where she's coming from. I understand her mm-hmm. perspective. I don't agree. But you as a white person don't get to speak for me. Mm-hmm. Even if you and have you don't friends. get to comment on your perception of her speaking for me. Yeah. I, I, as a black woman, can speak to this black woman mm-hmm. on behalf of myself. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need you. To, you stay over there. Yeah. Um, especially when you're trying to use that as a deflection for your not reflecting on what she's actually saying here. Yeah. Like you can just choose not to engage. You can say, I don't want to think about this right now, or this is unimportant to me, but you don't get to try and use me or other people who may disagree with her as an excuse for why you need to be dismissive. And also you could also take it as a white person maybe you maybe it's not a um all like black people have this feeling but this is maybe her experience and you could take it as that this is how she feels and move on like you can go on to your right but you're only concerned about Mm -hmm. her representative or speaking Mm -hmm. for your perception of all black people because she disagrees with you or you feel like she's threatening something that you have aligned yourself with which i assume is probably going to be these parents are most likely members of the wild and free community or along those lines so it's not you're not even being honest about what your issue is here right 
and you're I, trying to use me as a tool and yeah. you know and i think um from reading it if if you were if i could put my frame of reference into a, a white person that's uh <laughs> about wild and free and wild schooling or whatever they want to call it you read this and you're like oh all, white people are, have always been on the defensive and maybe mm -hmm. even more so now about maybe looking at it like as if it's a racist thing and i'm just like i don't think those terms are racist or not racist it's the person who's engaging in that conversation right so i think people take it personally like oh i didn't say that you couldn't call your child wild i didn't say that you know um calling a black child wild is bad or looks is negative so why and i feel like maybe in some big kernel or small kernel when that white person sees black children being wild and free in her head it comes with certain connotations right and because that's embedded in white culture like you can have a 12 year old white boy doing certain things and acting out but then you have a 12 year old black boy doing the same thing he gets shot <laughs> you know what i mean or, or, gets like, Look, or even in the same group like even in the same right. group my you think you you think my black son is more aggressive than your it's white been, son right. who is actually being violent in this space he's playing with guns and doing this stuff but my kid or like jumping off of furniture and all that and when you posted it i went back to i'm i'm slightly older than you guys i'm about the same age maybe a few years younger than the exonerator five i grew up in new york city at the time mm -hmm. I, uh, i'm puerto rican but i'm afro latinx light skinned mm -hmm. but afro latinx nonetheless and so i remember me and my friends being told by our parents to watch how we act in the street and police ourselves because we don't want to be seen as wilding out because the kids said that they went out wilding and then all of a sudden that became this whole bad connotation so that goes back for me from that point in my life where it was very extremely traumatizing where they railroaded yeah. these five kids that were my age that were my peers mm -hmm. um so when i i never even thought about i never talk about my i don't in certain company about how my kids are are wild or you know acting crazy or whatever and not in a bad way like oh yo no they're out there they are wilding out because they're having a good time i wouldn't say that to my white mm -mm. friends um, i wouldn't even use that language in general i wouldn't even think to i mean i i a different yeah. generation right because that's mm -hmm. how i grew up and like oh yeah. like that's how that's just part of my lexicon from being a kid uh, yeah. a, a teenager in the late 80s early mm -hmm. 90s right so well, they're out there and, and not in a bad way like they're just being free that's mm -hmm. my own old school slang of they're yeah. out there being free acting a fool and having a good time mm -hmm. but i would never think of using that kind of language around certain people yeah that makes um, sense and so that's and and it's and it's true like it took me like i said i'm slightly older than you guys um i'm almost 50 so uh while I'm a lot less respectability than my mother is and my mother's generation, it's taken me a long time to get to where you two are. Like 
I was for a long time like, no, you got this, the pep talk before we go out. You can't mm-hmm. act a certain way. And as, as becoming a homeschool parent and trying to find my space uh, that I felt comfortable with and all the other stuff that's going on around us, mm-hmm. it's like no matter what we do, mm-hmm. no matter how we act, no matter how respectable, polite or kind, like Shanice was saying earlier, we are it can go really badly really quickly mm-hmm. so why not just live your best life and have the best time you can and be yourself mm-hmm. christian cooper the man that was in the the bird watching guy mm-hmm. he was on the route um they they had a quick little interview with him and he said i was fully aware of what i was doing that day when i was recording amy cooper Mm-hmm. I was not going to kowtow or or say, oh, no, don't call the cop. I'm going to be who I am, and I'm going to be as perceived as a rudely as whatever. Because I've made that decision that no matter what I do, it's going to be perceived however people are going to choose to perceive me as a black man. And I'm going to, if I'm going to die, if this is how I'm going to go down, I'm going to de- go down with my dignity intact, mm-hmm. being the full person that I am. Yeah. Right. Um, and so this is my issue with uh, the original tweets or and I responded to when I saw it originally on Instagram. Like what we're arguing here um as far as the language issue goes is a language thing. Like I don't mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, we're not I understand what she's saying mm-hmm. to a certain extent. But I also feel like we're not talking about the word nigger here, right? So like, I feel like the word wild has been in use pre this group of white moms in their homeschooling, mm-hmm. um, pre-1995, right? Mm-hmm. It's been in right. use long term. And so I'm refusing to give this word over to a select group of people and say they mm-hmm. own that now. Like, yeah. right. no, that's, I'm just not going to do that. I understand where she's coming from to a certain degree, but I feel like while I also feel like while we're using the word wild to have this conversation, the messaging behind it is the same message I see applied to a lot of other things that I don't also agree with. So we're focusing on the word wild here, but when you read the tweets, she's talking about a perception of behavior, right? Mm -hmm. That's not going to change no matter what you call it. Right. So you can decide you're not going to call your children wild. Have at it. Nobody can, uh, that's a personal decision for you and your family. Mm-hmm. And you can decide you're not going to purchase, I think she meant just like t-shirts or something. To like have wild and free. Wild yeah, well. Also, have at it. Mm-hmm. But that perception of behavior, that buy-in, I'm not buying into that. Yeah. Right? The idea because that your no kids matter can't. what I call it, Mm-hmm. or you call it the perception is going to persist as long as those people persist so it's i'm not going to i'm not willing to engage in that with my children right so i'm not willing to say be smaller be mm-hmm. calmer be presentable be mm-hmm. um accommodating be quote good children for the sake of this perception yeah um 
in your race because just because you're a right. black child, you see your friends walk running around. And so around that's what I'm pushing that back to because pushing back on because while I feel like the semantic issue removed, she's still saying the same things. Like we still have to, you know, calm our children, make them smaller. I'm saying no, fuck that. The I time mean, for that has passed. And within reason, right? So if I'm going to take my kids to the art museum, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let them run wild and free. But that's not in because the fucking they're black. Art museum, but it's not because they're black. It's because yeah. I'm not paying for any of the shit to get broken. And that's not right. responsible. Exactly. We still respect yeah. the right. space that we're in. But outside of those types of situations, you, you know, have at it. Be, yeah. exist and be and play. And... No, I, my children can be as free as these children, and I refuse to impose on them limits of their blackness yeah. or their perceived otherness. So, would you say because of that? So, would you say it's kind of like the conversation of in our society, it's frowned upon for children to act the same way. That's a different conversation than saying my kids aren't allowed to yes. be this way because we oh, allow absolutely. our children to be free right and so like this is the thing and i think um in addition to that so that was the original tweets the the caption under the blogger where i saw it posted was something along the lines of um how do we support our children or let them let me see what it says exactly because i don't want to i'm over here coloring she says the same things that I've already addressed. Like I'm pushing back yeah. against that. I don't care if they're seen as threats or, un- or, or neglected or uneducated. Like if you don't want to brush your hair today, then don't brush your hair today. Like right. I, I'm not buying into any of that. Right. Um, but the question specifically was, can children of color, especially black children be wild and free too? Yes, mm-hmm. they can. Yes. From my perspective, yes, they can. They and should. what is the homeschooling community at large doing to protect them and stand up for them to do so? Um, I think that's a, not a loaded question, but a question that does not pertain to this specific thing. Like, I feel like it's too wide of a question to address this specific thing because it feels almost to me like the free range parenting versus conventional parenting Mm -hmm. or the homeschooling versus unschooling debate. Like you want children, you want space, you want the community to create space to protect all children being wild and free when a lot of people don't agree that any children should be wild. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I feel like that question is a little bit too wild, uh, too wide, excuse me, but specifically as it uh, pertains to the, the homeschool circles that I am in and continue to cultivate yeah, everybody needs to make room for children to be parented or not mm-hmm. parented to the extent that those families feel comfortable. Yeah. And what you can do is leave the spaces mm-hmm. that are not doing that and make sure those people feel unwelcome in the new spaces. Yeah, I was going to say. It's, it's, a- it's the holding people accountable. Yeah. Across the board that's going to make the difference. Yeah, I was going to say, if we're... if the wider homeschool community was safe for black children and black families in general. We wouldn't have the spaces that we have now. So to expect them to now um, answer to this other issue 
they're not that that's the point that is a the point they don't right, care because there's a whole lot of homeschoolers whether they be allies or not mm-hmm. um even with their own children white homeschoolers with white children mm-hmm. who feel like no children still need to be quiet and in the children's place and seen and not right. heard and all of these things mm-hmm. so when you add that aspect i feel like you're asking a whole lot yeah. but when we term in terms of um safe space and respectability respect and equity right mm-hmm. uh, equality be damned equity yeah um yeah there is a lot to be done in the wider homeschool mm-hmm. community for right. sure right. yeah and it's not that this doesn't deserve the conversation but but yeah. and i do want to say real quick before i forget that my other issue with um the original tweets and the word focusing on the word wild but using the same um background as everything else right we hear the same things about why people say they can't homeschool. I can't homeschool because, you know, black children need to, they need to have rigor and they need to, you know, be held accountable and they need to be standards. I can't be a free range parent because it's not safe for black children. And uh, I I can't be a gentle parent because that's not safe. My kids won't learn to have the rigidity and fear they need of, to learn how to respect they need to right extent. So it's like, I hear these things a lot. We're just applying different words to the same bullshit right in my opinion so it's just all excuses as to why your kids can't be free right exactly it's all <laughs> excuses as to why and so many people talk about wanting liberation and the freedom and their kids to be able able to be free but they still subscribe to these things in the name of oh but i gotta keep, keep them safe as well Mm-hmm. and there's layers to it right it's just like when well, when i started yeah. i was gonna say that i came across something the other day which i also posted on instagram um i i don't think i think that the people of that who posted that initially may be white i don't know i didn't look that much into it but it was basically saying how does your parenting align with your politics Mm-hmm. right and so like that's the thing that you were saying right. we say we want all of these things but we're still parenting and this kind of control top down do as i say you right. need to be punished sort of way how are you going to do that and then get the outcomes that you this want, right? leads into my biggest frustration of listening to the wokest social justice podcast are people who rant about liberation and how we all ain't free. One of us ain't free. All of us black trans lives matter. All these things that you can say. And then when it comes to children, I did, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like pass over because black trans lives do matter. I should say the whole sentence, <laughs> but you can get into like, um, what's it called? Uh, sex race sexism rape culture all these things but when it stops at children it always fucking stops stops at children it's like that that that's like the lowest right mm -hmm. the time that shit runs downhill right who's at the bottom of the hill exactly kids are kids don't have a voice for themselves and unless they're trans or queer coming out and somebody adult identifies with their struggle and even then it's kind of like right Right, and even then, and even yeah. then, because I've had um, Roxanne, as we know, mm-hmm. is non-binary. Yeah. Um, Xavier came out 
as bisexual when he was 10. Mm-hmm. He keeps his head over here. Um, what does he know about? But I had that same question. Like, mm-hmm. well, well, how do they know? Well, yeah. How did you know you were heterosexual? You always but, knew this. But your two-year-old can have a girlfriend. But your fucking, a two- your fucking two-year-old. Oh, I don't. I hate saying that when I talk about kids. But your child can be a ladies' man. Yeah. How is that? <laughs> but oh, your ten-year-old don't know yeah, if they like boys. But or my ten-year-old can't tell me how he knows he's got romantic feelings for both girls and boys. Or your six-year-old can't tell you that they like the pronoun they. Like what the fuck? I can't. And, and since <laughs> since Roxanne was two, before oh. we even understood the whole they, the whole idea of like pronouns and yeah. gender fluidity and all of that she they were two years old in florida talking about i i'm not i'm not a girl a guy I, you know sometimes wanting to dress like their brother sometimes mm-hmm. wanting to dress in a dress and this from the age of two always 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 yeah. always 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 then when we when they did have the language and understanding what did they say to me I don't, I'm not a boy. I'm not a girl. I don't like to be called she. I don't want to be called he. I'm a human. I want to be called Roxy. And I was like, well, there are other pronouns. And we talked about pronouns. And then they decided that they, them, theirs was their pronoun. And it was like, okay, we have words for this. We have understanding for this. But this this child has been telling me since they were two years old two years old mm-hmm. that this is who they are yeah and i relate to that as a child well, i mean I, and it's the other thing too right so like i have two non-conforming children who take different position, uh, positions on pronouns and relationships and identity um and that's fine but also speaks to the issue of what if they change their mind what if they're wrong okay what if like what harm Mm -hmm. will it have done what will have been so terrible if they change their mind like nothing it it harms nothing it does nothing to anyone like it's just fine you can you you will have trusted your child and let them feel safer feel safe to change their mind Mm-hmm. feel safe to change their opinion feel safe to things that a lot of y'all still can't do learn right, new right, information right. and <laughs> or it's a phase be okay with changing uh, your mind and making think. it's right. perfectly fine like i don't what would the lesson have been to not you and, get to identify how you want to identify yeah in all think, aspects of your life and you at get any the, point in your life <clears throat> yeah and then you get the people who use like the the analogies of like, what if they wanted to be a dragon or whatever. You support children who claim that they want to be superheroes all day long. You let them wear their costumes. I see people letting day. their children bark all up and down the street yeah. any given day. Like, so what? <laughs> like, who you is? But what and they... like, if a kid comes up to me and says that they are a pterodactyl. I'm like, okay, cool. Have you seen Dinosaur Train? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, what is Hey, Terry, how you doing, Terry? <laughs> what is the problem? Like, I don't understand. But, it's like, it doesn't yeah. affect me to be like, cool. Like, so what and, do you eat? Like, I don't. Exactly. And I you will engage that. you as a pterodactyl. And right. you use that information to support them because you know, by just supporting their imagination, not to say that 
um, gender identity is an imagination, but you know by supporting them, they get the message that they're supported and they're loved right. no matter what they're doing with their lives. So why, you, why can't you apply that? And sure, there's an argument that the people who are saying that probably wouldn't support the kid being a pterodactyl. They probably have some type of like, no, that's stupid. But either way, we know. We use, we use these things for one thing and then we don't like it for the other. And it drives me nuts that we get into this whole realm of like, adults who remember being teenagers like we get into adults who smoked weed when they were like drank at an early like all this stuff and then they become parents and it's like oh no 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 that's not okay you can't the kids can't do that but you wanted to be free you wanted to be liberated as a child but all of a sudden when you have children all you can see is how to oppress them that's the only thing that works for you it it's it's my biggest pet peeve everything like even when i see the protests when people are like i can't help but um, bring analogies of like how children like melt down when they don't get their way like burn that shit to the ground we're upset we're mad burn everything down oh but that might include your it might include everything it's all capitalism burn it down it doesn't work i don't give a fuck did y'all see kimberly jones Mm -hmm. there's a video but she oh. spoke to my heart. She wait, broke wait. that shit. Is that the one, my sister? Yeah, that, I that was about that. you. Should she ended with yeah. your be thankful that black people want yes. equity and not revenge. That's yeah. what oh she, yeah, she ended. <laughs> my sister was like, "I'm team revenge." I did see that because uh, right. We and had to share I, stuff in our WhatsApp group because my aunt shared that Candace Owens thing, so I'm <laughs> powerful, and I'm like, no. No, no to Candace Owens. No. And oh, so then I found that I know we're not like fucking with Dave Chappelle to this degree, but he had a nice little like spiel on why she's trying, even though he called her some not so less than whatever, but I don't care. Anyway, but that thing is, it's like, yeah, like anger, the amount of things that black people have to endure. Nothing belongs to us. Yeah. And it's just, and we it's don't like, own that shit. What do we own? I don't care no. if you have a, and then I like that and I don't know if we talked about it here but I like when someone was saying if you have a black business in a community and your community doesn't feel connected to you and enough to be like nah that's sacred space well, we're not gonna thing, that's right? so enough. like I got into it so like I've always had conversations with my kids mm-hmm. that you know yeah whether it be a process whether it be a, a riot Mm-hmm. whether it be an insurrection whatever you want to call it shit's going to be done and that's because racism and capitalism are intimately intertwined right mm-hmm. and so like all of this shit is valid mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because when we talk about you know non-violence right the people act like or ignore the fact, right? I'm not even going to say they act like they, they just, they choose to ignore the fact that a lot of those people who engaged in nonviolence mm-hmm. during civil rights had to train for that shit because they were on the receiving end of an enormous amount of violence. It was mm-hmm. boot camp. It's like, are you kidding me? It's the uh, same thing, respectable. <laughs> like, you get so mad about Black people talking about reverse racism. First fucking be mad about racism before you're mad about reverse racism. You're mad about protesters being violent. Be mad about police brutality first before you're right. mad about the reaction. Don't be mad at me. Don't victim, I, you know I hate victim blaming and all that shame and shit like that. Don't be mad at me for my reaction to your bullshit. Don't, no, start there. They 
it's always some shit like you should turn the other cheek. You should do it, this. Are you having that conversation with the person who is harming me first? Why, why does it fall upon us to be civil <laughs> and Fuck calm that. and you know the high road? Mm-hmm. God love Michelle Obama, but the hot sis, no. No. Ain't nobody taking no high road here. They and, go you know, low, we we go get petty. High, yeah, get mad petty. Yeah. <laughs> like, they go high, they go low. Watch, However, <laughs> we turn up. Yep. And also to speak care. to what you were saying before, Takesha, I got into it with somebody on a, a, I think it was Facebook a couple of weeks ago, um, when a lot of this was first happening because they were talking about, I don't know if it was in Minneapolis or somewhere else, but they were saying, but this space, this space that is burning right now or is, had been damaged, this space should have been left alone because it was minority run. And I was like, first of all, we don't say minority anymore. Like, mm. We just don't. Colored. Um, <laughs> we was just like, no, that's not what we're doing. But also, <laughs> just because other non-white people owned this space or run this space Mm -hmm. does not mean that they don't engage in Mm anti-blackness that all of the people who are non-white in that community feel safe there or have been treated well there right it does not mean that this place that is in the community is of the community. The community, right. right? And so you have to acknowledge that just being there isn't enough. Yeah. What right. do you do when you are here in this space? Right. How are you engaging the community at large? Mm-hmm. How are right. you treating these people? Right. Like all of that goes into it. So well, you're I don't in the street too. <laughs> if you happen to be a black person or a person of color that owns this space, if every time black people or other non-white com- people come in here and they're not adhering to your strict codes of respectability or what other sort of internalized anti-blackness that you have, burn this shit to the ground too. You yeah. need to learn a lesson as well. If right. you are a business in a black neighborhood who is mad about the way black people are treated, you ain't at the fucking protest too. Are you not posting about how you are with them? Then, then, then what? Why do, why are we caring about you right now? Why why is that a big issue? Because not for nothing, I'm gonna be full disclaimer. I don't, I'm not going to a protest. I that's not where my um, liberation are like seeking or whatever. So I'm not like even judging people for not going or whatever. But I'm saying that if you're not figuring out how to be part of the like this resolution to why people are so hurt then you need to step aside and just let and i've seen businesses be like oh we'll just rebuild and i know that's not as easy for some people i know if you put your life penny into whatever but you have to sit with yourself and say like just like i said if they started burning down people's homes and stuff like that if i have to be homeless for black people tonight fucking live like i will choose that i'm not going to choose my children's lives over something per se but if our discomfort is what leads to the liberation of all, then that's what it's going to have to be. I'm team give this shit back to the Native Americans and let them decide who gets to stay. I'm, I am so team. Like, just get this land is stolen. Give it back. I don't know where that will leave me, but that's what needs to happen. That is the right thing to do. That is like, so it's just, yeah. So if I'm living capital, I'm building in a, area where they don't treat us well and i'm paying taxes to it and i'm not holding anybody accountable then that's within you know 
Right. And it's the accountability, right? Mm -hmm. That's the, that's you know, that's thing. like a four letter. Oh, oh, that's like a really bad word. Accountability. <laughs> Violence. Yeah. <laughs> My husband said to me one day, he was like, you know, not that long ago, what happened to so-and-so? Um, then they used to live in this area. They had um, a kid the same age as my youngest. And when we were up in Jersey City, we would drive down and do things with them. And they would come up to Jersey City and do things with us. I was like, what happened to them? It's like, you know, well, in uh, 2016, around election season, they had, you know, Trumper in-laws and they tried to remain neutral. And there's no new, I guess we're not friends no more. There's no neutral right. here. So like, you know, that's accountability. Right, yeah. right. When yeah. we start holding spaces and people and places accountable. Mm -hmm. Yep. Everybody has to be held accountable. I don't care if it's your favorite uncle. Yeah. If he says some okay. Do that instead of your press releases. Right. <laughs> right. I had, I had a, uh, I had a, uh, uh, an acquaintance of mine. Good person. Um, they asked me if we were going to the March in um in downtown newark a couple weeks ago they live in maplewood they like we want to come we're going to be there we're going to support and i was like nope i'm done i'm done with protesting that's your job <laughs> i'm done my kids have been to a protest almost every year of their lives since they were like since the twins were like three mm. race came into the room during the whole george floyd thing and she's like 12 years old and she's like We've been doing this our, my whole life. Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know what? We're not going to do, listen, um, I support all the young people and all the people mm -hmm. out there protesting and doing what they got to do. Good for them. I'm going to do other things. <laughs> right. And, and that's, that's what it was. They want you to exhaust yourself. Other things. It's it definitely the movement definitely works better when we all have a different piece in what we are comfortable with doing. Like my liberation is in raising my children to right. be fucking free and f you. I I'm, I don't do a great job at like letting them know what's happening in the world to the degree that I feel like I could. That's on me. I'm working on that. But I I'm like all the like I'm so, I have part of an organization that is for Black people. <sighs> By the way, side note in a nonprofit group as. On your board, do you have anything in your um, bylaws about, um, like, that the people who sit on the board should be a certain race or a representation? And the responses back were like, no, you want your board to be diverse. No, the fuck I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm sorry. A Black-led organization having white Did people on their anybody, board. Uh, any white people on their board. Feels really, like, I don't care about their lived experience. The reason why their lived, their lived experience is why we're here. Like, you know, right. but, like. But whatever. But so, like, I feel like that's where I do a lot more liberation as a community organizer. Protests give me anxiety. Well, large groups like that, especially during COVID, even though I'm not afraid to get the virus or even not, not that I'm saying I shouldn't, but like, even though that's not where my fear lies, just being in big crowds of people and yeah. putting myself in danger. Um, actually, not. A, I'm not sure if they've been very like. Um, I'm not talking about the, I'm not talking about protesting violence because I don't I think that's bullshit. I'm talking about the way the police are handling things. I don't know if we've had that many issues here, but that stuff gives me a lot of like anxiety and stuff. Yeah. But for people like I think having this like idea that we should all do 
activism same in the same thing, way. In the same way. Yeah, it's like, no, you need people in different positions. And you need to be working together. Like, oh, cool, you're doing this over here. I'm going to go do this over here. Yeah. Because we're not going to exhaust ourselves. We're, if we get tired, that's the system right there. Like, right. oh, yeah, we want you to be at these rallies and be tired and be exhausted and everybody in jail or fear for your life and all these things. But no, the the way we um move forward is that okay we learn that okay now we have to do it this way oh we heard that this kind of, oh, where is it korea wherever it is that they, the way they do protests let's do some of those things let's adapt this let's change each other out let's put more white people on the front line because you know their bodies have a little more value than the black whatever it is right and then the people who are more comfortable being home making calls doing this work over here you do that like let's all, all right. Fill Open our it. Well, not now because of COVID, but like, I'll make you a sign. You come pick up the sign because I'm artistic yeah. in that way. Exactly. Or, you know, if it wasn't time of COVID, you need a place to hang out and meet Mm-hmm. To to plan your whatever you're gonna yeah. do, I got the space. Or that's the other thing. For water, like you need right, a bathroom. Right. My my house is on the route. You can use my bathroom. Here's the code right. of what right. you tell me, so I let you in. Like whatever it is, like we all whatever it is. There's different ways, but that's mm-hmm. the other thing. Sean and I did have COVID. Mm-hmm. We don't know if the kids had it or not. I'm not yeah. going out there. We have masks and all that, yeah. but I'm not going out there. I'm well, not doing it. I'm not putting. That's our been black our lives thing. on the line on top of the, on top of the protest i'm not mm-hmm. putting them on the line with the virus you shouldn't have that's been our thing too like, like, I, yeah. we do typically go to protest and things like that with our kids um it's still a pandemic and while i you know support everybody that's out there and we have put up signs and we have done all the things and we have donated and continue to donate donate um yeah. our action consists of raising continuing to raise free children Mm -hmm. continuing to produce content Mm -hmm. um for our blog and for our instagram and for the podcast um to continue and supporting people somebody's going to put their lives and their bodies online um i hope that they are taking time for rest in between and again like you said rotating people out and putting a lot of those more of those white bodies on the front yeah i know in our little town we they've they've had quite a few um protests have at it do it continue to do it my concern is how long is it going to last right and so my concern is like as things start to open up Mm -hmm. and as people have more options of things to do with their time Mm -hmm. we had this conversation a little bit during our private weekly chat um my concern is how much of the outside involvement is sincere Mm -hmm. um i got nothing else how much of it is you know there's not a lot of other things to do right now. So my concern is that it will die off as things open up and people have more options what to do. So I'm hoping that we can keep up momentum and just cram as much progress mm-hmm. into these next few weeks. Yeah. But that and that's when the people who are sitting down and who have the time can be more vocal, right? Mm-hmm. Like once it dies down, oh no, 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 we didn't forget. That's why I love right. I still think about it. You ever see like once in a while. Flint, Michigan still doesn't have clean water. Like, by the way, in case you forgot while y'all was sitting at home, this, like, that's what, I always wonder what, I'm like, does Flint still have, are they still dealing with that? Especially during COVID-19. <laughs> but like, yeah, so 
that kind of stuff like I, that's when i would probably like boost up more posts because i don't really post now but because it's overwhelming everybody's saying the same thing to each other and it's like who is actually listening to this i just actually asked and my my town had to branch off and have another group which doesn't make sense because people are still in the other group for people who are not racist and then i saw racist asking where's their republican groups so i'm like oh this is fun times here um so somebody posted like a rant like a, about um educating people on Sunday and I asked do racists even read this stuff and she was like no <laughs> probably not that's the problem and then she says I'm about some racists don't think they're racist because they have a black friend so I wrote I would add some racists don't think that they're racist because they're liberals they call themselves liberals so we have those these are the conversation <laughs> accountability right and so these are the conversations <laughs> that I have with my kid yeah we have the wider conversations about um you know racism and uh police brutality and all of these things we have those conversations but i spend at this point unfortunately it's not something new to them they're not surprised when it happens they're not surprised when it happens in succession they're certainly not surprised that again this past weekend that there was another issue like it's just unfortunately normal normalized at this point but we have those wider conversations but so much more of the conversation at this point is you're not going to be somebody's brown friend right they're not going to be able to or they should not be able to use you as an excuse right how do you make sure that doesn't happen what do you need to do how do you define friendship how do you engage with people? How do you don't be the next Terry Crews. decide if somebody is worth keeping in your life? That's the accountability. That's all of those things rolled into one. You're not going to be the excuse. Mm-hmm. And also using all of the different types of protest, right? Mm-hmm. So, and for everything down to the boycott, like you're going to use all of those different things at your disposal. And we just had to have these conversations again. I think just this last week at dinner time conversation, we had to talk about Starbucks. Now, I think Starbucks got some nerve that everybody been in their house for three months. I'm like, I have weaned completely off Starbucks. I don't need to go to another Starbucks another day in my life. <laughs> I've been making coffee all this time. Like, I'm good. <laughs> And that said, as like a, a black queer person raising black queer kids, like, mm-hmm. If you can put up shit for pride, you can put up shit for Black Lives Matter. And not just because you realize that we've been going without Starbucks all this time, we are fine to keep doing so. Like, you're, the time for that has passed, and now I guess we just done with Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Right. But right. we had this same conversation this week over, um, my youngest was really into LOL. Oh, I mentioned that. Surprise so dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Did you see these images alicia no about how they i will send them to you how they blatantly ripped off the identity of this black woman cosplayer like made a doll identical to her instagram pictures and then to find out that they had hired her for like things mm-hmm. like smaller things that they they had a relation a working relationship with her they could have paid her for her image and right. cut her off after and they chose not to and then she was and like, she to found out them. that this doll was made exactly in her image after people had seen it and started congratulating her. Oh, damn. So we had to have that conversation with my youngest. Like, I guess we're done with LOL surprise anyway. 
they, um, were, they were they were annoying to begin with. <laughs> Y'all didn't have right. much of a leg to stand. Like, well, yeah. You had... right. um, oh my god. We had to revisit the Harry Potter conversation with mm. my oldest. Like I guess mm. uh, she just she is just so intense. I don't even understand. And like we had to have that conversation before, but it was like again another thing. Like listen, this woman has. Mm-hmm. still not learned her lesson yet the, right. and the, the terse are the reason why i cannot fix my face to ever refer to myself as a feminist like your level of what feminism means to you or what you're trying to like it's just so fucking it's white supremacy stupid yeah All it boils down to it's just I mean, if we everything, everything that's like at the root of all these things, it's all about white supremacy. This idea that white patriarchal old European men put out about what is what is right, what is feminine, what is what it means to be smart. Mm-hmm. All of this, all of this, you could just boil it down mm-hmm. to white supremacy. Basically, and I was listening like, to that's the X factor. Yeah, I was listening to Queer Women of Color, Queer Walk um, podcast, and they were talking about some backlash of um, Roxanne Gay being part of some article where she identifies as bi and she's masculine presenting. And they were like, oh, you can't, butch, you can't be butch and like men. Like basically it's what they're saying. Huh? You can't call yourself butch and also you, you that's for lesbians, not bisexual. Who the fuck was this? Um, it was a bunch of white um, lesbians whoa, whoa, who were mm, mad yeah, that Roxane Gay was acknowledged as someone, identified as butch and also bi. Like, how they didn't think those things went together. And I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> like, I'm going to sit myself down a little bit because I don't identify as queer, even though I, right. I, I align and understand a lot more queer stuff than I do heterosexual normativity but i'm but still it was like listen to that i was just like that doesn't make any sense how are you gonna tell people how to (laughs) it's gatekeeping it's all this these levels of gatekeeping in every aspect of our lives it's like always some white people telling black people shit mind you sit your ass down yeah like just down over there i mean we have yeah it's so much. <laughs> it's we so all much. packing. We went. We went from wild homeschool. <laughs> but by I the way, that's the point, right? It's all of it is interconnected in so many ways, and I mean, I feel like I need more people to start to recognize all of the connections and the intersections and mm-hmm. see. That it's not just this one thing or that this one thing doesn't exist in a vacuum on its own. Right. Right. It's um it's it's I was saying before, it's layers because when I started homeschooling, I was in Florida. So for me I was looking, it was very religious. So I was like, mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing that slapped me in the face. And I was like, Okay, I need to find secular and then it was like, wait a minute okay, now I found non-religious stuff. And I'm like, ain't nobody here that looks like me or my kids or and no, there's no brown people, none of that. And then um, I come here and I find like, oh, there are black and brown homeschoolers. I found them here in Newark. And then it's just like, oh, and you know, they're progressive. And then, and even before my kids came out to me and all that, even before that, we have always been um, I don't want to say allies, 
uh, we have been um, anti-LGBTQ antagonists. You know what I mean? Like we are, we we are co uh, accomplices to the LGBT community. We're there for them in every step of the way. And I've always been like that, even before my children came out to me. Yeah. Um, and to find that people were like, oh, that's where we draw the line, you know? And oh there's always a line, line right? There's, there's always, always a line. line. That's, that's the line. Well, it's like, no, this is okay, now I gotta find somebody that's yeah, oh, it's the progressive. This, that's this, why. this, this, this is this. I remember saying in a group that progressive is like the term that white people use to make it seem like they're like actually um, anti-racist or whatever, like trying to make it seem like they're trying or whatever. I, I resent like all of the terms we have to use to call ourselves as brown people who, who don't even have a choice. Like, like I said, I don't want to identify as queer, but I feel like I can't not be um, in favor of someone's freedom or someone's liberation or whatever. So it's always like, why do we have to put a label on what, like me accepting people, especially raised Christian? You know, well, like you know, why do I thing, have to I feel do that? Like, well, this is my issue. Right, going back to the 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 topic, the original topic, the mm -hmm. one. It's language is used not actually to identify things, mm -hmm. but as an excuse to cover up things. Right, I feel like the the putting the conversation on the use of the word wild while still defending a behavior or a, a system of behavior that keeps mm -hmm. children, particularly black children, oppressed in a specific type of way is yeah. a problem, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so the conversation needs to be, take wild out of, take the language out of it. Let's, let's have the conversation beyond mm -hmm. the, why do you feel like we need to do this thing? So. Yeah. I mean, and I and I'll be. But honest. also, so like, there's the and we go, so people use the same thing too as we talk to Trump. I saw it this morning. I, I had to respond to it this morning. Is that not all people who voted for Trump are racist, but they decided racism wasn't a deal breaker? And it's like, let me explain something to you. Sexism. If you <laughs> encourage and enable racist. Then you're a racist. That is engaging in racism. That is racist, and that is engaging in racism. What is the and phrase? if you engage in racism, you are a racist. Like you're trying what? to use language to explain something away when actually the language is the identifier, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, and no, what you're is the just going to have not, to answer for the action. <laughs> yeah, it's not enough. The phrase it's not enough to be not racist. You need to be anti-racist. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Good job. You you neutrality. You think is no. You need to be speaking right. up against shit. So you're that's not enough for anybody. Like, what is that gonna do for us? Right. I didn't stop my friend. I didn't stop my friend from calling. Well, it's him the same thing, right? With the J the J K Rowling. It's like, well, turf is a slur. No, it's not. It's your term. You it's can't. not a slur. <laughs> it's your word. Not only is it not a slur. <laughs> It is specifically identifying who you are self-identifying to be. You're trying to use the language to explain it away, and we're telling you why the language applies. I it's like the same thing with the Karen, right? Karen is not a slur. Mm -hmm. Karen is a name. <laughs> but There's a history behind it, and this behavior that you are displaying now mm -hmm. is in the definition of yeah. the language. I, I just like the analogy. Can you say the word? 
if you are not calling it the K word or the T word, then it right. can't be a slur because there are or you're not like words that we don't say because right, we you're whispering it, you yeah. know, yeah. and you're mouthing Karen! it. Uh, I can and say Karen. Like, <laughs> Karen. Karen, turf. Like these words come out of my, I mean, I'll say that. Yeah. N word too. But I'm just saying, like, in the. Mixed like, mix cut, right. Yeah, right, right. The, R, the R word. We don't say the F word. Like these are words that are slurs. We are saying letters to signify those words. There are words that we don't right. say. We bleep them out when we're writing certain things, but we are not bleeping out Karen. So look, you can't even believe about turf because some people don't even know what the fuck the word means. Like so, right. so whatever. But what like, I had to explain this to my husband. He's like, "What's a turf?" And I was like, "Turfs and swerfs." You don't know. And so, but he gets it. Like he's like, "Oh, I didn't know there was a term for that." Yeah. And I'm like, and they now you coin know. like a term that so, you your community yeah. coined that now people use it to describe you. Like, oh, how dare you call me the name that I call myself? right right and know that it's not the same as black people using like that's who you are it's not the same <laughs> yeah that's just right because no, you said you you, you <laughs> right you said you said yourself that you are a radical feminist that excludes transgender women like that that's you you said which, those words yourself which honestly also this dismisses transgender men like right. entire, they just they're just like those people don't even exist in the bubble that yeah they, it's yeah. like y'all are yeah just extra. even i thought i'm gonna say something that's probably an unpopular opinion but i have found that even in talking about black trans lives right and um in recent news tony mcdade has gotten they, trans women don't get black trans women don't get any love right but they do get some people are putting their names up no one's really talking or it's like oh yeah and tony mcday but it's it's the it's the um black trans men are the same when this is unfortunate for your afab afab right that's the term. Okay. Yeah, because AMAP. Okay, AFAB um, people sit in the same category as cisgendered women in the movement. Brianna Taylor. Like, there's like, we're at the low, the women, the, the AFAB people are at the lot, bottom of the totem pole for a lot of these things. Transgender women are treated a certain way because of patriarchy and all these things. Because why would you want to be? So there's a, so much attention on them for just existing. And AFAB, um, people are just like, oh, oh yeah, y'all exist too. Oh, oh yeah, like it's just it's so yeah. gross. Oh. It's the same. Okay, whenever anybody says, yeah, when every anybody ever talks about trans people, mm-hmm. the default is women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that's why I like Marsha's plate because they have um, Z on there, who's a um, transgendered man, and I love. But I feel like even on. I feel like even on Marsha's, they, I mean, they really essentially ignore everything that come out of these. They're like, yeah, okay. And back to what we were saying, like, you're here to speak. And then when you're giving a moment. Yeah. I I might argue that that might be the token. 
he's like the but like at he, least he's there right yeah so it's like, but sometimes he plays to the listen to black women to a certain degree like but you but this in this situation you have equal voice here <laughs> like, like yeah. you shouldn't your male presenting self should not lower yours although i've heard that some um transgender men can be you know robust like as yeah. as as take up as much space as cisgender men and it kind of turns people off in a way so i don't know you're we're damned people with vaginas and people without vagina too whatever we're all damned as long with our blood <laughs> it's just so fucking ridiculous uh but yeah we just have a lot there's a lot of work to do and we're not gonna be we're like scraping at the surface now i know i feel like i always think about like my liberation is like climbing a mountain and you like put your hand back to make sure the people behind you have a hand to get up there as well. And that line of people who are at the like being oppressed, it's so. so <sighs> many. Come here, all it's like so many. It's like we taking up a, a pail. Camp yet? Yeah, it's like the pail. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're gonna. We're, we're it's like the pail of water trying to put out a fire. Like, like little, right, right. <laughs> Oh, we're not even at the base camp yeah 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 yep. it's this it's climb. Mm-hmm. oh i can't stand uh, the struggle okay. it's ridiculous. but yeah um so we had a long discussion i hope you guys were able to get through all of that thank you alicia i like having another person here to kind of break it up sometimes with us not that she, we know, can't talk I for a long time alone <laughs> i know right <laughs> y'all if you've been a part of any of our get-togethers yeah. Yep. All right. Well, uh, thank you for uh, for joining us, chatting with us. Thanks, Alicia, for joining us. And we been a pleasure. See you um, next. To what is it called? Season? Season? Next season? When we try to do this again and figure out ten more things to talk about, <laughs> we're gonna take All like right. a month break before we start recording again. All right. Bye. Bye.